iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 23. Hey, and welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week comic book podcast. Uh, iFanboy.com is a site where we read comics and talk about them, and every week... One of us, I like to just bring it down to the smallest possible. Uh, <laughs> just to the bare bones. Just details. to really tell you as little as possible. It's a website Where and we, we read like comics. comics so. we Three men, it. comic book readers. <laughs> <laughs> Three men and a comic fire book. Fire bad. <laughs> we have some cavemen. Uh, anyway, we, we read a, one of us will read a bunch of comics each week. We all will. And then one of us will pick one and write a review. And then we will come here to talk about it and invariably disagree about something. Uh, and piss off at least one person every week. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. <laughs> oh. And I like that. I like that a lot. Anyway, That's controversy. lots of comics came out this week. I bought a lot of them, uh, and I think Connor... Uh, I'm here with Ron, by the way. Hey. You heard him. I didn't introduce him. I'm bad like that at parties. And I'm Josh. Connor has the pick of the week. Uh, no, I don't. Actually, Ron does. Not, not so much. Really? Actually, it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> you know we got one email that said something about our preparation being really good? Yeah, that, we just shot that to hell. Well, between me not reading Connor's pick of the week last week and you obviously not reading mine this week, we're just we're 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 not doing too well. But whatever. But we're leaving it <laughs> on here because we want you to see. We want you to see. This is behind the curtain. You'll see. You know, this is how things really work. All right. Um, sorry, Ron. Anyways, sorry. So it's my pick of the week, and um, I, didn't read I think it. the past the past couple of weeks, and Josh didn't even read the pick. I did. Um, I know, joking. The past couple the past couple of weeks, we've. Um, uh, at least Connor and I have been lamenting over just kind of mediocre, you know, books to pick from. Right. Um, um, this week, luckily, bucked that trend, and I actually had, you know, a good handful of books to choose from. Um, you know, before, you know, I ended up picking She-Hulk number six, which is was probably surprising yeah. considering that. Yeah. You can say that. <laughs> considering that, um, when I got my books, I thought it was probably going to be either X Factor number five, or Daredevil eighty three, or New Avengers seventeen, or Amazing Spider Man five thirty. It would have been the um, easy pick to go with the Daredevil. Yeah, it would have, and, and that, not to take anything away from the Daredevil, that was really good. Except that it was just, I mean, like. I, I, like with the, with these Daredevil arcs, and I kind of got we've kind of gotten spoiled with Bendis over the past five years or whatever. But I've come to every issue, and if Brubaker's going to keep it up, every issue is just going to knock you out of the park. But you know, like I'm, I, I kind of want to save my picks for like the big kind of climactic climactic you know issue, or, right. or when something really knocks me off my chair. Now I just I've grown to expect the level of quality that was present in um, issue eighty three. Although it was damn good. <laughs> Although you know, you know what the the one thing about Daredevil eighty three, which I thought was you know really what? funny. You know what? Let's get to it then. Yeah, it was the fact that um, was the fact that I ended this book like absolutely loving Ben Urich, right? Or Urich or whatever his name is. You know, the reporter. Like, and when was the last time? Like, he's a middle aged reporter with the family. You know, and I'm like, yeah, Ben, yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. He's always yeah, been we'll saw, written like that in in Daredevil books. Not so much in Spider Man, but. I, well, I he's pretty much he's, yeah, just no, disappeared in the Spider-Man books. Yeah, but but it's but I think it, I think it's grown to a point of almost you know like he's gotten a lot more active in the past two years. Well, Bendis, you know, Bendis so. has definitely brought him back as a character. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But anyway, so we'll talk um, about that later. So Daredevil was good. New Avengers was good. Amazing Spider-Man. You know, if you're into the Civil War thing, you need to be pick up the last issue. And this issue is Amazing Spider-Man. Do you really? It's kind of. It, well, you don't have to, but I mean, it's it's laying the groundwork. Um, and it was it was good, but um. And and actually, some more development with the the, the spider armor. Well, I like that or, in New Avengers, he was wearing the spider armor. 
Well, yeah, and also he revealed that uh, Tony gave him the the version 2.0 of the spider armor, and now apparently it changes its look based off what he thinks, so he can make it look like his old costume, and in one frame he has it look like the black costume. Um, but then he decides to stick with the yellow and gold for whatever reason. Marketing. But um, but whatever, yeah. Um, but I got to admit, She-Hulk number six, you know, knocked me off my chair. I have it to admit that I was online on the website when you posted it, so I like, refreshed the page and some of the She-Hulk was there, and I went... What? Huh? <laughs> well, now, now you got you got you got to understand that there's a couple of things at, at play in this, and like I explained in the pick of the week, back in the spring or the summer on um, some other podcasts, uh, comic book podcasts with a very similar name to ours, um, I heard people talking about the She-Hulk, um, the previous uh, run on She-Hulk that Dan Slott did for a miniseries or something like that, and said that was really really good, and they were relaunching the book, and and is this you know, the so podcast? Thought, this is everything's good though. Yeah, unfortunately, but whatever. <laughs> um, so, um, so I p- started, and as you know, I think I've, I've mentioned it before. I've been picking it up since issue number. Well, you've one. been talking about Don Slot, Don Dan Slot. Yeah, Dan Slot, <laughs> not Don Slot, not the baseball player. Sorry. Um, yeah, I've been talking about Dan Slot as, as somebody who's supposedly pretty good, and and so I, you know, if you want to check it out. So I've been giving it a book, and I got I've given the book a chance, and I got to admit, up to issue five, I was ready to drop it. Um, really? Because yeah, because they it, it was all right. It, I could see where it was kind of different, but it didn't really wasn't that unique, and they they were still dealing with with old storyline stuff and kind of like stuff I didn't know what was going on. But this issue, and then I think the last issue was the hundredth issue. Extra- Extravaganza type thing, right. and where they resolved all those plot lines, and now this issue was really kind of just a. It could be said as a, as a good jumping on point. Um, the the thing is, is that it's not. I mean, it's a superhero book, and that you know she hulks in it, and she's a superhero, but it's not because it's one of those playing with okay, take a superhero and put them in an everyday situation, like the fact that she's a lawyer and she works at a law firm in New York City. It's Harvey Birdman, really. Yeah, and the law the law firm happens to represent um, superheroes, and now now recently they started accepting supervillains, so there's a good dynamic there. Um, and so that's the kind of that's the kind of premise. And this particular issue deals with the case is um, Star Fox, who is a C list Avenger from the 70s. God, was, I did uh, not expect to see him again. And by the way, just just on just on a on an aside, just because I picked the book does not mean that I um I what's endorse? the word I'm looking for? I endorse the cover. The cover <laughs> is. God awful. I mean, I understand. I understand. There's a there's a market for that photorealistic. Ron hates stuff. that style. Well, no, not, not the thing. The thing is, I like Alec Ross. I like. There's even other people, but for some reason, this Greg Horn guy makes the. I mean, like if you click on the cover on the site and it and it gives you the bigger version, or if you go to the comic store and look at it, Star Fox is the creepiest looking dude ever. Is that the joke there, though? Is he no. supposed to be creepy? Isn't he? I'm looking no, at that. No, I no, see no. that as irony. No, if you look at Greg Land's artwork, the men paint like he, he apparently paints chicks. Really, you know, he paints chicks. I think it's, they all isn't do, it like his wife that he uses for yes. all of them. I, I I don't know. I don't want to. It know. looks kind of like but, a Baldwin uh, brother. Yeah, it's just that he just he he he, he paints the creepiest looking men. It's just for some reason the face. <laughs> He's of, like that that cocky Flash that Alex Ross does. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hate the I hate Alex Ross's Flash by the way. <laughs> just the way just the way the mask kind of, like it's too realistic, you know, like the, the the way the cloth and the mask are. It's, I don't like it anyway. But this Star Fox just creeps. Like I I actually have to flip the book upside down so he's not staring at me. But um, <laughs> he's looking at you going, I got this one. <laughs> you know, oh God, I hate it. But anyway, so so the the the, the case in the book is that Star Fo- and Star Fox power is that he's very persuasive and that the ladies love him and that you know yeah. that, I don't I don't know, I don't know if he actually has any powers. How do you get on the Avengers like that? Well, it was the seventies, you know. He's like anyway. one of those cosmic guys, right? From yeah, Jupiter. he's he's from Titan. He's actually he's actually Thanos's cousin or brother or something like that. Like he's related uh, it was to patronage. Yeah, but um, 
but anyway, um, so apparently he's you know he's away with the ladies, and the book starts off with him leaving after sleeping with a chick, and she has no idea what happened, and then it go- leads right into him being walked out of the courtroom because she's suing him for sexual whatever you know like coercion. I'm pretty sure that's sexual rape. assault. <laughs> um, yeah, th- that's what she's saying, and then this woman's married and has a family. But the the interesting thing is is that the the legal aspect, the case aspect of it, is maybe in six pages of the book. The, the what's really happening in the book is all the there's a gr- there seems to be a great supporting cast between she. Hulk and her boyfriend, who happens to be John Jameson, and her. He gets around that guy. Didn't he just like rip up Avengers reception in Spider Man? In 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 (laughs) no seriously in Sensational Spider Man, the the one that I was reading, which will be the last one I was reading, I think I gave it a couple of issues to try. He like ran into Mary Jane and like caught her scent, followed her back to... Caught her scent? Oh, because he's the werewolf yeah, guy, right? Yeah, and followed her back to Avengers Tower where she was going home and, like, attacked and killed the guy at reception. There's no mention of that in this issue. <laughs> in, in, well, in fact, as far, as far as I can tell, he's not the werewolf guy that he's just like... He's just... He says he... You know, she asked where he's been and he says, test flying a new top secret plane. Got back as soon as I could, baby. You know, like, he's like... He's, he's the Hal Jordan of Marvel as far as I can tell, he's, so... He's, he's, he's gone, he's gone batshit in the other book. <laughs> Some oh, serious well, editorial con- oversight. Continuity. Anyway, whatever. So, they're, they're, the two of them are dating and then also, I guess She-Hulk lives with her law partner, a guy who, as far as I can tell, is just named Pug, or his last name is is Pugalisi or some Italian name and he's in love with her but hasn't told her so there's a little love triangle there um, and then there's another um, lawyer Mallory Mallory Book who apparently is in, in a wheelchair and she's getting buddy buddy with the two gun kid wait there's a wheelchair she... lawyer in Daredevil oh yeah how about what that what the hell's Maybe going on same... I don't know I don't think it's the same one though but um <laughs> but that's anyway, my but, new but... pitch to Marvel wheelchair lawyer but anyway, but um, what's interesting is that she's getting she's getting all flirty with the two gun kid who is in back from the past because of the previous story arc. Too you know too long to. But what's great is that the love triangle there is between two gun kid Mallory Book and Awesome Andy, previously known as the Awesome Android. Which if you don't know anything about Marvel history, you will have no idea who this character is. But the fact that they're using him in the capacity that they're using him is absolutely hysterical. And I just want to talk about him for a second because back when. Back when I was, you know, early teens, when I was just getting into comics and I was absorbing everything I could, there was something called the official, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. Yes. Ron's favorite publication of all time. Oh my god! And what it was, it was, it was like, it was this great, like, I got this binder that was like black and had star, like the stars on. Oh, it the, the three ringed one. The three ringed totally one, had right? That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had that, and then you would buy these little packets with these little, like, not bigger than three by five, but maybe four by six cards with a draw, like, with like a front and back drawing of each character and like all their information about front back side. Front, back, side, yeah, which was great because it was like a packet of like 20 characters. Yes. And you would like be lucky if you got Wolverine or Cyclops or Captain America, but it would be packed with the, with the, the scrubs. B, C, D, E, F list of Marvel. The wizard. Including, and I'll never, I'll never forget that I, I had the awesome Android uh, card. which and, and the first. What the, what the awesome Android is is just basically he's like this Android with like this concrete block for a head. And I forget who he worked for, who developed, maybe Modoc, or I'm going to pull it up. I, I, I put the link in the in the review on the site, so if you click on it. Um, oh, yeah. Does he have a face now? The, no, he doesn't have a face. The awesome, Android is, the awesome Android is a fictional robot in the Marvel Universe. First appearing in Fantastic Four number 15, he was, crea- <laughs> he was created by the Mad Thinker to do his bidding, although he later gained sentience, sentience and reformed. Wait, it's, it's so, good that they said he was a fictional robot, because... Yeah, I know. Well, this is from Wikipedia. <laughs> might have been so confusing. 
But what's interesting is that he's like this, like this gray, just kind of like bland, you know, kind of thing. And he's reformed and gone good, but he doesn't have a mouth, so he can't speak. But he carries around a chalkboard on his neck, and that's where he draws. <laughs> like he draw, like like one one of the there's things a, that's going on. Frame up now from that issue on the Wikipedia page. Yeah. Yeah, one of the thing one of the things that that's no, from the previous uh, run. That's not from this issue. It's from oh, the last. Okay. Yeah, um, but one of the like one of the things like this Mallory book woman is in a wheelchair and he's been secretly going to help her with her physical therapy and and in one shot they're like she's stretching and his little chalkboard says baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> and like when he's sad, he just draws like he draws like an unhappy face. And then like he saw her flirting with two gun kid, and he just drew a broken heart on his chalkboard. And it is just like it's so simple, but like it is hysterical. I like every like on one of these ones where he's ignoring her because he's mad at her because she was because she was talking to two gun kid. He, on the chalkboard just says ho hum dot dot dot, and then says la la la. I can't hear you. You know, like it's just like. <laughs> And he's so because he's so simple and childlike, and so of course she, you know he's in love with her, but she can't love him because he's an android and blah. And he's got no but mouth. He's got no mouth, but but it's just so funny because he has all these feelings, and it just like and, and like honestly, it's the best thing of the book. But anyway, so the book is the book is basically. I mean, in the in my review, I kind of compare it to Boston Legal on TV. It is set in the legal world. Yes, there are superheroes coming in and out, but it's about the relationships and the love triangles and the behind the scenes of that world. And like after this issue, like I'm just I'm totally hooked. I'm just like this is this is. I mean, I laughed. It was you know like the the law stuff is interesting. Like you know because can can somebody from the moon of Jupiter even be tried? You know like can he like why is you know like how does you know. The DA in New York think they can, you know, try him, but he's let it. He's they're doing it. So, but um, and it's just it's it's just it was it was really good. It just you know it was really really good. So that's all I have to say. <laughs> you had a good time reading it. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was it was probably the most fun I had reading of all the books this week. Well, that was so. You know, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, and I and I honestly think the awesome android they call him awesome Andy um is the one that that really put it over the top. So, well then. So, yeah, so I strongly recommend it. I mean, if you got you know three bucks, you know throw down, throw down any three bucks, pick up She Hulk, you'll enjoy it. Josh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were a lot of other books to talk about. We sort of touched on Daredevil. Um, and I, I thought it was good. We can, it was real yeah, good. Yeah, it, it was good. Did you guys? Yeah, I still, I still can't believe they killed Foggy. Did you realize that that was going to be happening? I read a spoiler somewhere that was like a funeral of a very close friend, and I was like, oh, I guess he was dead because it did, wasn't yeah. clear at the end of the last book. I, I heard the I listened to the Marvel pseudo podcast where they just put a mic at their their little press not not the press conference one but their their meeting their whatever they call it the summit and they were all giving Brubaker shit for killing Foggy and it was bef- <laughs> it was before I it was before I heard the the before I read the issue right. so I kind of knew it was coming but I but the way they were talking about it, I thought they were just kidding around about killing Foggy so I wasn't sure if they actually were going to go well through if you it see the stuff. cover which obviously would have submitted three months ahead of time it's like a, it's a take yeah. on the uh, Electra. Right, right. Which, thank God, you know. Which, you know, regardless of that, I mean, even though, even the, even though him dying happened in the last issue, so it's not really a spoiler. But thank God, it's a cover that has to do with the story. Yeah, oh, I have to say that uh, I love the art on this. I love Lark. God, don't you? Doesn't I think I like dr- him more every every time he draws something. You know what? Uh, I like Malieve better, but I fear change. <laughs> uh, you know what's really nice I find is that when he draws and it's not even Daredevil but whoever it is that he's drawing in the costume of Daredevil mm-hmm. like it looks so good yeah. it just looks like a guy in a suit that's that's you know it's sort of silly but it looks real and like he's not hulking and it's not skin tight it looks like fabric 
it just looks so cool, and he draws it so well. His his anatomy is just really good. Um, I also think that they're doing a really good job of making Matt scary. Yeah. yeah. I'm genuinely terrified of what he's going to do in, in prison now. <laughs> you know, like you're reading, you're like, oh my god, he's going to go nuts and kill everyone. I can't believe they put him in Gen Pop. I, I literally, can't... that's the one part of the story that I can't quite, like, there's, without him being proven, like, the only, the only excuse that they've had as a story device for why this keeps happening is that everybody involved is an asshole. Really. I mean, the government's out to get him. That's, that's, that's I know, but like the judge happens to be an asshole because any judge would say, "Well, there's, there's, you know, he's you are you're innocent until proven guilty." So he's assumed to be blind because everybody says he's blind, and you just you wouldn't put him in Gen Pop. It just wouldn't be that right. would be a punishment. It doesn't quite make sense. I understand, you know, for the story, but that is my little nagging problem with it. My nagging problem is every time I see Matt's wife, I think, "Why is Yoko Ono there?" Oh wait, it's <laughs> awful. <laughs> She looks like Yoko. Oh, anyway. Oh, that's awful. I thought that New Avengers was really good, too. Really um, good for some reason. I don't know why. I didn't think it was... I thought it was good. I think it was really... I mean, I hate... I mean, part of me is kind of annoyed that they made Miss Marvel to be the, the the loser. Like, it's like, oh, Miss Marvel, no, don't, no. You know, like, it was just like, just listen. Well, she but, didn't um, know any better. I know, but I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I, I actually... I, had a, I enjoyed the story, I guess, but I, I really don't like this new artist. Oh, really? I love this art. Really? Yeah. Diodato? Uh, yeah, I, I had the same thought. Actually, at w- a couple pages in, I stopped, and I'm like, who's doing this art? And, and I've heard and that name. That was awful, I'm not terribly familiar. He did, I just he, feel like the he style. He did Wonder Woman a couple of years back. Right. And I just, he, did, he was on Spider-Man for a while. The style in comparison to what we've been getting from, from Frank yeah. Cho to uh, McNiven, McNiven. Like, who I really liked yeah. McNiven's stuff last time. Well, he, yeah, he's doing Civil War. Yeah, it's yeah, just this awful. over-rendered thing where everybody's like uber bulky and muscly, ah. and I, I'm not a fan of that. On the title page with the with the um, the summary in the credits, they spelled his name wrong. Mike Diodata. I noticed the, that he's an Diodato. android. Yeah, um, but I did like I did um, like the opening shot with the. But like the when Avengers. you when you come into the uh, the sort of the first page where you have Captain America standing there, like he's way too jacked and weird and big looking, and I don't know. And then this, and I got to tell you, this is the first time I've dealt with the spider armor, and I'm not a fan of it still because it just looks weird. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it's good that he's wearing it. At least they're trying to keep that continuity. Yeah, I but, guess. Uh, Captain America was really good too, and um, X Factor was okay. I think in general this week uh, kicked DC's ass. Marvel did. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, it was a big. It was a big Marvel week. Did you read the very strange uh, intro on the first page of X Factor? Yes. It, it's almost like they forgot something, or they they had to put in like. They described all the stuff that happened, but we didn't show it to you anyway. It was just a weird little thing. X Factor was weird this week because it had nothing to do with the story that's been going on. Yeah, it was it, well because well the whole thing with Sook leaving the book and and I guess this might, might have been a fill-in issue because Sook was behind uh-huh. or who knows. But but yeah, the X Factor really disappointed me actually. I didn't mind yeah. the art. I liked the art just okay. fine. Yeah, the art was good. But, Although they uh, were a little, little overly gimmicky in the beginning with the Jimmy Jimmy Dean. Uh, the whole James Dean motif was too much. Too much. Yeah, I I, so I didn't notice that when I first read it until you pointed it out. But I noticed like the first page is that famous diner photo and yeah, which just made me groan. But it's also the, the second page, the second panel is, is a famous James Dean photograph. Oh god, yeah, that's not really necessary, is it? They use that panel all the time, the diner photo in comics. It's always uh, yeah. So it's a ho- it's a hopper, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah, you're I'm right. Pretty sure. But I just wanted to mention briefly that I bought the the Runaways trade. Oh, how'd you think? Which Volume 5, the Cloak and Dagger story. 
Oh. Which I actually liked. I know you guys said it wasn't that good, but I think maybe it reads better all in one. It's possible. Um, Possibly. I mean, it it didn't really. I mean, it just it just seemed very. All that's that's after the Excelsior one, right? Yes. Yeah, it just seemed very. I mean, I don't know that that whole those two first arcs in the in the new series really just disappointed. Because like the Excelsior thing was a great idea and it just went nowhere, and then then they get pulled out of they get pulled out and go to New York for the Cloak and Dagger. It just, it was just well, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't great, as great as the first two. Store the yeah. first two first year I guess it would be but uh, I mean I liked it, it first the first uh, season as they right. want you to refer to it now right um I do want something he- very heavy to fall on Gertrude but other than that I, uh... <laughs> yeah well <laughs> um I just wanted to mention that because we got some, we had some runaways talk recently the last yeah. one was good so when they start up the new one you're probably going to be in good shape there was a one shot with the little girl that mm. was like meh. I like the little girl. Yeah, but in the context, yeah, but this, of this one, it, yeah, it was meh. This one, I think, one uh, big time meh. She, I think meh. he draws the. He, I mean, he draws. He, meh. Vaughn M-E-H. writes H, M E H, exactly. <laughs> he writes teenage interaction really well. He's he's just too. He's way behind in the slang. Well, then, then when you read the when you read the one with the, that we talked about last week with the MMO mm-hmm. jokes, then you'll you'll pre- they'll probably redeem himself. Okay. So. Yeah, but if we were like really hardcore gamers, we'd be like. <sighs> This is so yeah, not well, Lee. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, did Connor, did you finish up Loveless? Ugh, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. I want you to know that this is exactly what it feels like to have been reading 100 Bullets. It, it was the final issue of this five-issue miniseries. It didn't, it didn't resolve anything. It ended on, like, a cliffhanger or a... Uh, God knows. I was getting, I'm like, not even I'm, sure I'm, how it ended. I'm getting near the end of the book, and I'm like, there's not many pages left. There's not, there's not many pages left. And then the end, I mean, when I say the end, I really just mean it was the last page. Right. And it showed up, and so the mystery of the whole thing was not revealed, and it, it appears that the wife, who may or may not be dead, is alive. Maybe. I was going to give this book a recommendation for a long time. Don't buy it. Yeah. Uh, if you're out there and you're looking at the trade and you're like, hey, this high fanboy guy's kind of like, it's really nice looking, it's got nice tone. It's got and great art. Marcelo Frusen did. He was on uh, Hellblazer for a long, long time. Yeah, the art's awesome, but don't buy it if you don't like having headaches. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally the most confusing comic I've ever read. And that's how I feel every time I read Brian Azzarello. And for a long time, I was a little bit like self loathing. I was like, it must be me. I must not get it. No, no it's not you. It's, it's not, not me. you. Anyway, so there's that. There's a, a negative review. I've also reading just from in, in the Vertigo world. I've bought a bunch of Vertigo books this week. Uh, I was reading Testament, mm-hmm. which was like a, a mini. I guess I don't know. I think it's like a maxi series by Douglas Rushkoff, um, who's like a novelist and a journalist and all sorts of things. It's not good. <laughs> I'm on issue four. The cover here says "Impossible to put down." Chock full of cool, forward-looking ideas. Grade A from Variety.com. And really, what it is when I'm reading this is I'm reading a person who doesn't know how to write for comics. He doesn't right. know if I don't know if it's the artist or his scripts, but like things are confusing, and he's trying to do things that you could do in a movie, but you can't do in comics because it doesn't follow. The storytelling doesn't work. Uh, they're big, huge ideas that are kind of interesting. Vertigo's um, kind of in a slump, isn't it? No, no. I no? Mean, Hellblazers. No, Hellblazers. No. What are you crazy, Vertigo? No. <laughs> Hellblazers <laughs> got a good uh, new writer. I've been enjoying that. They're sort of reworking John. It's hard to talk about with you guys if you don't read any of it. Um, uh, what's the other one that I've been reading? Um, I mean, Why the Last Man has still been good as ever. Um, 
there's one other book that was going on that's real good. Oh, uh, American Virgin, which is by Steve is that Siegel. Good? It was it was pretty good. It was. I've been burned too many times by mediocre Steve Siegel books. I just I was going to buy it and I decided not to. <laughs> well, they, Do you they remember the Steve Siegel fad. That was that was fun. They yeah, exactly. knew they knew it and they put in like a, a preview into a couple of the books where you could read like five or six pages of it. And because had I, it was good. And you know who the artist is? Is Becky Cloonan from? Uh, oh, like her? Yeah, from Demo. And so that was enough. Those two things, and maybe but it was pretty good. I I would I would recommend give it a shot. What would you say the flagship book for Vertigo is right now? Right now it's Why. I mean, Why is okay. the book that that anybody can read? Right. Um, All right. I've heard. I haven't been reading it, but like, you know, this this the Swamp Thing books are supposed to be pretty good. But I haven't read the new series of them. The old ones are great. Uh, I mean, I bet they're selling. I bet they get by on selling old Alan Moore trades. Sure. Which is his big problem with it, because they were supposed to give him the rights to everything once they went on a print, but then, of course, they never went on a print, so he got snookered, as it were. Anybody buy any one-year-later books? Um, I just bought no. Green Arrow from, from last week. So. Well, it was Batman, the part two of that story came out. Oh, Batman was sold out. I have a problem. I missed Robin, uh, which is one of the ones I was looking to for- forward to the most, and I'm really upset about it. I oh, speaking get... of Robin, just to finish up another thought, I think Fables is a pretty big book for Vertigo right now. Same writer, I think. Mm. Or well, it was, was the same writer, yeah. I like. I went lot. to my. I, I couldn't get comics till Friday, and I went to my not my normal store, and it was sold out. Then I went to um, longtime podcast listeners will recognize. I went to Comics Collectables. Oh, you went to Collectables. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is like our Paul the Party Animal Parker. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, to their credit, was spelled correctly on their sign. Um, oh, that's good. Incorrectly on the comic book, lo- comic book store locator, whatever that website is. Oh, that's a, that's almost uh, that's like that's like seeing behind the curtain. I, I didn't want to know that. Why'd you tell it's, me it's that? Not their fault. Talk about a store I'm never going to set foot in again. It was. Uh, <laughs> did it smell? It, did it smell? It smelled, didn't it? I don't know if it smelled so much as it was one of those stereotypical Marvel stores where I couldn't f- I couldn't find any DC books. It was overflowing with with Marvel and. Toys. That's, that seems to be like Brooklyn is like a big Marvel store center. I think all those little stores are like that. It must be Claremont. Um, so I, they didn't have it either, but they did barely had any DC books to begin with. So uh, I didn't get Robin. I'm very upset about that. If I don't, if I don't get a copy of it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a rampage. <laughs> rampage, rampage. <laughs> all right. Anything else in the world of comics this week? I, uh, I happened to finally get to my extras for the Batman Begins DVD. Uh, and this was because, uh, long story short, my wife picked up a copy of the Batman 1989 movie for me, and we watched it, and it was fun. And I thought, well, I've I got to watch the extras on that. And so as you go through what are arguably the worst uh, navigational menus ever. Oh, they're awful. On Batman Begins? Oh, it's Yeah, so the bad. second disc. The second disc, it's awful. You basic. I get the idea. You're supposed to go through them like it's a comic book. Right, but they, d- but they didn't make art. it clear as to what you need to click. Yeah, like, like, like it's a picture of Batman, like you know the scene when he's breaking into the apartment, but when Scarecrow gets to They're him, two frames. It's like frames. it's like a shot from it's like a shot from that, and you just have to move the cursor around until you see something light up, and then click that. Nice. It's like it's so unintuitive. It's not even funny. So, um, and, and you get through it, and you know they talk. It's, it's pretty interesting. The little the little bits are interesting. I wish they just put them into one thing. You could hit play, um, play all. Yeah, that would be beautiful. best thing ever. Uh, so. you get through to the part where they're talking about the comic book. And I think, and I, the way that I read it, it looked like it was going to be about you know the history of the Batman comic book and whatever, and you'd be kind of interesting. And and they get an interview with pocket sized Jim Lee. I say that because if you've ever seen him, he's so small he can fit in your pocket. He's a, he's a small. <laughs> oh no, laugh like you've never said it. 
I've, I've written it. <laughs> and I, I believe it. I've seen him actually get out of someone's pocket. <laughs> I felt like I was hung out to dry there. Um, no. Anyway, uh, they basically... It's like, it's like a six-year joke, though. I mean, for, for everyone else, it might be really funny, but for me, I'm like, yeah, it's pocket-sized... Like, it's not... I don't even... Like, it's not a joke anymore. It's just it's pocket-sized Jim It's Lane. his name. Yeah, exactly. But, so, but anyway, okay, Jim Lane is talking about his... About the upcoming... Because that's what was coming out at the time. It was the all-star Batman Robin sort of thing. And basically, it's an ad, then, for the Frank Miller and Jim Lee all-star Batman and Robin thing. Which, when they're talking about it in this context, they were talking about it like it was going to be the next... They were referring to it as, you know, the next in line of Batman Year One, Dark Knight Returns. They well, that, didn't go, that didn't go as planned. Immediately skipped him <laughs> when Dark Knight Strikes Again. They didn't even mention it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and they talked about it, and they, they were saying how Jim Lee really was the first person to bring anything to the character of Batman with the Hush storyline in a long time. And I just, I took so much offense with that. And I, I guess it's just marketing or whatever. But it was so short-sighted in that it's this Batman DVD that's going to be around for a long time and people are going to watch it and whatever. And they're hawking whatever book was going to come out that week that the DVD came out. And it was just the cheesiest thing. And what they should have done was, you know, hawk the, the Batman history, the comics, the, yeah. you know, read read the... You know, greatest Batman stories ever told, or Dark Knight Returns, or whatever like that. But oh, so lame. I want. I wonder what um, what Rucka and the other Brubaker and the, those type those types when they saw it, they're like, what? Huh? I know. I mean, M- mine doesn't matter. <laughs> a Greg Rucka's detective was amazing for a long, long time, and the whole Cataclysm and and aftershock and all that stuff. That was great. Was, it was great. Yeah. It changed. It changed all sorts of stuff. It ushered in great stories that went on for years. I mean, it was a big, real deal, and it, it was significant, and it was just completely ignored by it. So, You know what? The, yeah, that that reminds bad. me of the extras on the Ultimate Avengers movie. Um, I, there's a documentary on the comics, mm-hmm. but it's mostly just how great is George Perez documentary. <laughs> as, told, as told by George Perez. Nice. And, um, I mean, it's it's really interesting. I only watched about half of it because I couldn't I couldn't take it anymore. But it was like they interviewed Kurt Busiek and George Perez and people at Mar- people at Marvel, Tom Brevoort, and but it was really just <laughs> George Perez recounting his vast influence in the world of the Avengers. <laughs> Not that he doesn't oh, deserve to be praised for it, but it's it was just right. funny the way it was presented. But uh, right, right. Those those comic book documentaries can be so strange. Have there been any yeah. good ones? I'm trying to think if the Spider-Man one had any stuff on it. I mean, at least they have Stan Lee talking for them, and that's always interesting for at least a little bit. I mean, they've always been. I've, I've yet to see a comic book movie where the where I'm like, you've got to see the extras. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yet to be that that sort of that they haven't tapped in on that yet. Mm. But um, but I don't know. I I, I haven't made well, it through all the way through the Batman Begins ones yet. So the, there's the Batman. Uh, there's the Batman and Robin commentary. Yeah, which is classic. Yes, but yeah. <laughs> I gotta say we watched we watched Batman '89. As yeah. I'll refer to it from now on. I guess I could just say Batman, but there's also Batman 66, so... Burtman, Burtman, Burton. Burton, Burton Batman, Batman. the Burton, first one. Burton Batman. Burton Adam. I, for some re- I haven't watched it in years. Neither have I, but I saw it too when I, I bought the movie. I knew every single line. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. like one of those things where I'm mouthing it as it's going out, and I'm like, God, this must have made an impact on me. I was shocked. <laughs> well, we were like 12 when it came out. Yeah, no, I saw, I saw, and how many times have we seen it in the theater? Eight or nine, Three the first weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Chris, Kristen and I were were reminiscing on the Prince songs the other night. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bad dance. Yep. I, I, so good. Which is I on the DVD, I, by the way, the video for that. Oh, nice. And I was trying so. to describe sort of. I was like, this Joker's really good, but he's not scary. But it's, 
he well, you know what? Upon further, like upon really watching it again, he's pretty scary and he's really good. It's something's not quite right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It might just be the myth of Jack is too much, even for the Joker. It might be. Yeah. I mean, but it was a brilliant bit of casting. I think basically, if he was younger, yeah, yeah, it would have taken. Yeah, he was. I always thought he was a little too old, but yeah, yeah. Um, th- to be honest with you, the the young Jack Napier in that movie creeped me out a lot more than him as the Joker. That did. guy was creepy. That guy was creepy. Um, and my favorite moment of that movie is when he steps off the float and he just goes, "Bob, go. and she's <laughs> Bob." It's just like it was just, it was just cla- little touches like that, just classic. So. Moment in that movie has been and will always be when he's trying to tell her that he's Batman right before Joker yeah. locks in the door. Yeah, and and he's, he's you know how, and it's really just Michael Keaton that I like. It has nothing to do yeah. with Batman. It's at not, that point. <laughs> just. Guys, uh, a job and a breakfast. <laughs> anyway, Ron, let's get to that mail. All right, listener mail. We got two. We got two emails this week that were worth mentioning. Um, anyway, so we got an email from uh, Raphael from Berwyn, Illinois, um, and he basically, you know, he listens to the podcast as you all do, um, and actually listens to it on his way to work, which is interesting. We're you know we're always curious as to where people listen to us, and it seems a lot of you are listening to us on your way to work or school. So you know. What is Howard Stern's loss is our gain, I guess. Um, anyway, um, so he, basically he's looking for some recommendations for books uh, for subscriptions to. Um, he's, um, you know, really has no clue as to where to put his money to. Um, he usually buys trades and hardcovers and mainly DC and Marvel, but he's hoping to actually start uh, getting current by buying some subscriptions and don't know what books to bring the bang for his buck. Um, he likes Bendis, Millar, Jeff Johns, Mark Wade, Greg Rucka. <laughs> and um, he's thinking about picking up Daredevil, Ultimate Spider-Man, Endor, X-Men, and he doesn't know which Batman or Superman book would be good, and asking whether New Avengers or Fantastic Four or Ultimates or Green Lantern, if they're, any, if they're worth it. So he's looking for our subscription. So, if, so let's, let's put up a little more of a frame of reference. If you had to pick five books to subscribe to on a monthly basis, what five books would you guys get? Oh, God. Well, because he didn't tell us how much money he's looking for, and he said, and he said in parentheses, and I'm not sure why. No, I'm not rich, Connor. Hey, I don't know why. Like, I'm not rich. Either. Rich I know, people. I know Connor. Connor's our blue collar eye fanboy. He just <laughs> damn you, rich people. Here I am in Park Slope, Brooklyn, looking down on you. All right. <laughs> anyway, Great. Um, so know where he lives. So five, five, um, five books monthly. What books would you pick up? The from the Marvel here's, DC. Here's world. what you have to take into consideration, though. If you come in yep. from a, a straight issue daily or monthly issue thing, it's got to be a place where you can pick up the book and read it. This is you no good to pick up something that's so mired in continuity, or at least it has to be. A- well, yeah, yes and yes and no. I mean, I mean to, to to wit, per the Lost podcast number nineteen, which just recently came out, um, you could probably pick up Astonishing X Men and not have to worry about this past forty years of X Men content. Yes, that would can. make it a that would make it a good candidate for. I don't I don't mean forty yeah. years. I mean recent. Like I think sure. that if you were to pick yeah. up X Factor right now, it's a fine book, but. Right, but you could also go back and find the back issues, probably. Oh, right, so five things that you could start good with. So uh, start right, Daredevil, Daredevil from the last issue, from 82. Yeah, Daredevil from 82 on. Daredevil, yeah. definitely. New yeah. Avengers from... 16 or 17, you could yeah. go Yeah. Well, or pick up pick up the first two trades and then pick it but up. But it's still relatively new where you, yeah. can, you can get those issues. Those two Second exactly, trade's yes. not out yet. And, uh, well, he said he buys hardcovers, and that's out on hardcovers. Those two books... Um... Well, the, the Superman books are acting like the Batman books in that they're being the first, uh, the initial storyline are running over both books. So, but is it is it, but is this Batman a good jumping on point? Yes. If so you Batman, like Batman, which, Superman, I would say that Batman and Detective and Superman and Action Comics are both good jumping on points. Okay, they're a good place to start. 
Uh, I would say to I would say to stay away. I don't know anything about Fantastic Four because that book never means anything to me. Um, I would say to stay away from Ultimates only because it's while it's good, it comes out too rarely and. Yeah, and there's no to Josh's well, point. There's no. Good all of the point. Ultimate books are too mired in their own continuity. Well, no, but I, but I would just I'm just talking specifically about the Ultimates. Right. I would say you could pick up Ultimate Spider-Man, and if you know comics and just have a That's general true. idea about That's Spider-Man, you pick it up at any at any point. It's preferably to pick it up at the beginning of an arc. There's a recap. That's yeah. true. That's true. Ultimate Spider-Man. I would I would stay away from Ultimate X-Men only because it's not worth it to deal with the past sixty issues of continuity. To that regard, it hasn't been that great. Um, and Green Lantern, we know, Sharkman, not good. I heard it was getting good again. It has been good. Are you the one of you going to pick up when it comes out for the one year later? Yeah, I will. I think I might give it another yeah. look. And if Josh doesn't, then he needs laser surgery. No, no, who, 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 who's, who's doing it? It's still Johns and Van Skyver. The, the team hasn't changed. Oh. I, I, all right, I'll try the one year later one. I'm going to try that I'm one. I'm also going to read Ion. Yeah, you are, okay. yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ron Mars on on Kyle a lot. Yeah, I do like Ron Mars on Kyle. They're, they're good um, it's not a Marvel DC, but um, Invincible, obviously. Yeah, Invincible. I, I don't know about the jumping on point, but Invincible is our stock recommendation. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how the issues go. And this I've is not a good time to talk about the mystery of the latest Invincible trade. But it's okay. It's on Amazon now. But the cover has no like title on it. It's just the art, and it says it will be available in three to six weeks. But it says it's been available since the beginning of February. I've never seen it in a comic shop. I don't understand. Somebody from Image get back in touch with us. <laughs> I would say <laughs> Astonishing X-Men only if it came out regularly, but it doesn't. So it's well, no. Now, now that they're back on the season, it's it's. I mean, it's. I think it's by. It's yeah. That's well. Don't get me started on that. It is bi-monthly, which pisses me off. If you're gonna do an ongoing, do it monthly. But whatever. Let's move on. Um, so, Raphael, yeah, there's you, some good you, recommendations wait, for you. That doesn't work, though, because uh, Strangers in Paradise has never been monthly, and you've been fine. With but that. we're not talking. We're not talking indie. We're talking superhero. Oh, so okay. Anyway, Raphael, let us know which ones you pick, which ones you settle on. Um, we have a second email from Steve, um, who um, he actually had a request that we're going to address in our a later podcast, um, which will we'll you know we'll that. tease that for you. Um, so stay tuned for Steve's request in a later podcast. Well, just give but, a um, tease of what the request is. Cause his request was he just wanted you know he wanted to know a little bit he wanted to see behind the curtain of the iFanboy podcast as to you we're, know, cl- we're who, quickly coming up with a cliche of that term. Yeah, I know <laughs> who who we are, where we're from, why we do this, etc. So we're we're not going to bog it down with the twenty third podcast, 20, but on two our, weeks from now, on two our weeks from now. On our grand 25th um, podcast episode, you'll get a lot more information about us because, you know, we're your heroes. Our quarter centennial Um, podcast. Exactly. But his specific question that we are going to address is, what do we think of Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane and Mary Jane Homecoming and the other Mary Jane books? Um, He says he bought the first one for his daughter, then he got hooked. Um, Even some of the hardcore guys who work at his comic shops, Liberty Books and Comics in College Park, Maryland, plug, plug, um, are hooked. By the way, it's all... it's a hilarious idea. What are hardcore comics guys? There's like two images well, the, that flash through my mind. One is a very skinny person. One is a very huge person that looks like Glenn Danzig. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> we all want 38. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, personally, I've never read any of the Mary Jane books, so I'm out. Josh, well, I, I didn't Josh? even know there were any. Connor? I I bought. This is similar to to his email. I bought the Mary Jane books for my sister. She liked them, and I read them and liked them too. So I've been. But only in trade form. I haven't been buying them in um, issue, form, issue form. So, 
but you you approve. Yeah, they're good. I mean, it's it's a, it's more of a relationship book. Spider Man doesn't really appear in them. It's more of Mary Jane and her problems and hot and uh, it's, it's sort of done in uh, manga style. Which art. Mary Jane? It's a it's almost completely new Mary Jane. Is it a teenage? It's a compl- teenage Mary Jane, teenage Spider Man, but it's not Ultimate. It's you know. So it's back in the '60s, but not. No, no, no. Now. It's it's now. Yeah. It's now. Yeah. It's, it's teenage Mary Got Jane it. now. It's. I mean, it's good. It's. It's almost. You could totally remove Spider-Man almost from the book. And my head. My head just hurt. More like bit. high school tales than anything else. It's great. It's, I fanboy. I fanboy approve, Steve. Ron's so. Keep, you're keep, so going to buy that book. Keep on reading it. No, actually, I'm not. Totally, so. He won't say anything. But you'll have a little stash of them. That you read no. and be like, will she or won't she? No. <laughs> Anyway, um, we'll I like Gwen know. better. So I like. If they, she's, if not in, Gwen, she's not in the book. Yeah, I like. This is Gwen. a character. Anyway. this is a character who was killed off nearly forty years ago, and he's still going. I like her better. Get it? I'm never gonna like this Mary Jane. <laughs> she wasn't even around in your lifetime. You're like you're like an Alan Scott apologist. <laughs> Al Jordan's a punk. He's no Alan Scott. Oh jeez. So. Anyway, so that's it for um, our listener email. If you have a question or want to ask what we think of something or want to plug your comic shop or whatever, um, you can email us at contact at ifanboy.com, um, and that goes to all three of us, and we scrutinize and read every email. And you know what I think we should do, we should think, think about having option. is a show where we uh, just, 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 questions. just questions. So if people can send in every kind of stupid question they've got, we can answer it and... Well, folks, there's a challenge. If we can stockpile a bunch of questions enough to answer, and like, we will do a minutes. we will do an all listener email episode. Yeah. So there you Turn go. Nope. Good idea, Connor. Nope. See, that's just how decisions happen at iFanboy. Nope. Just on no the fly. No one line. consulted we, me. <laughs> Josh actually hates the question. We had a quorum. And, uh, <laughs> two out of three. Overruled. You ambushed me in the Senate chamber. <laughs> Didn't know this was coming. So speaking of the Senate chamber, Connor, how are we doing on the flicker? I'm very flicker. That's not our. Flickr, Fraffer, all these damn Web 2.0 things, they're driving me crazy. Fraffer Map Fraffer has map. been vexing me since about Tuesday when we hit 97. Shocking. And every day since then I would check it and I would go, damn it! <laughs> Why would you go damn it? Because we've got nobody since then and it's, we're at 97. It's, so we are three away from 100, 100 Frapperites. Yeah. It was a remarkable surge. There was. Yeah, it took us from the early '80s right into the late '90s, and we were like, "Ooh, ooh," and then nothing. And then it stopped yeah. dead on Tuesday, or somewhere around there. But uh, so we got to throw down the gauntlet. Whoever is the hundredth frapper person will get something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that will be, but there's a the challenge. You only need. There's only three more slots, but number 100, you will get something, and be sure to email us at contact.ifanboy.com saying, hey, I was the 100th person. And it's gotta um, be a real one. And we can yeah. check that. I don't want the third Patrick on there. Yeah. Number 97 was Josh Schweigert in Libertyville, Illinois, and he thinks Spider-Man rules. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so... We got another um, Canadian pin from Riley. Yeah, from Saskatchewan. Which, which, which has been abbreviated to be Sask. Which is, maybe that's what they call it. It's, maybe it's their new thing. It like like yeah. Las Vegas has what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. They have come to SAS. <laughs> and we got <laughs> Ian from Ontario. That's two more Canadian pins. Yeah. So, so it was a good week for Frapper, but we just need to get to that 100 so we can be a legitimate Frapper podcast people. It would make my day so. go a lot easier. I don't need the extra added stress. Seriously, I talked to Connor nonstop throughout the day, and it like literally is the make or break between a good or bad day for this kid. <laughs> you know, you get a Frapper pin. <laughs> 
I mean, seriously, it's just like it's just like nobody else in the frapper math, and I got to talk him down from the ledge <laughs> on the seventy third floor. And I, I don't say, Connor, it's okay. I don't want you. I don't want you to think that he has nothing else going on. He does. He has other things going on, but yeah, he's no, fixated but this is, on this. Yeah, this is just a nice little thing. Um, and additionally, if you look at iTunes, we've got six great comments for us, and currently we are ranked at four and a half stars in iTunes, and we'd really like to be a five star podcast, folks. So if you have the what time, what do you need from us? To make a five-star let, podcast. No, no, know. we're not. No, we want it to be an honest, you know, star type thing. But go on iTunes. You can leave a comment. It's really easy. Um, you know, there's six people have left comments, and we know several hundred other people have not. So, <laughs> so if if you could go in and just drop, you know, drop us some love. You know, we drop you weekly love. Just give us five minutes. And then, spread and the then, word and, to and, your friends. Yeah, because we and have been we growing steadily, and we would be featured on their iTunes page. Yeah, that's like our goal. An- like another similarly tuned i i uh, podcast, similarly named. Yeah. Ultimately, we're just trying to make the iTunes homepage. We don't know exactly how to do it, so we're just trying to do anything that we can. So help us, please. Help us help. Um, help us help you. So that said, I'm out of steam. How about you guys? I. <laughs> the, speed is, oh. the speed is wearing off. <laughs>